0: Southeast Radio's morning mix.
1: Chat, news and your views. Good morning to you too, Alan. Thanks for having me.
0: So Barry, where are you now and what are you currently doing? So I'm currently back in Sydney. I came back over um,
1: just in mid-January there and for the year the plan is to play semi-professional football with the other team in Sydney, the GWS Giants, and then I'm going to work alongside that, um, which I'm still, still sorting at the moment, but I have a business degree, so... Yeah, hopefully I'll I'll have something sorted pretty soon.
0: Now you had come back for a little while, didn't you, to your own native uh, Pierces Town area? Did you did, did you kick again with St Martins when you did come back?
1: Yeah, unfortunately, um, the only game I um, was able to play was the relegation final against Bunclody, which we we lost by a point or two. So um, that one stung for for a long time, and you know it still still seems, to be honest with you to um to not be able to make a big enough impact for right? to come home and um look hopefully the lads will be able to bounce up this year from, from the intermediate grade but it's a very tricky one to get out of so that was the only game I did play um, yeah. and then besides aside from the Gaelic football I, I actually got stuck in with the, the Wexford Wanderers Rugby Club for the first time in she um, was eight or nine years so um, I really enjoyed that and it was great to reconnect with some of the people out there
0: Yeah, I mean, we were just uh, joking the last time you and I spoke in detail face-to-face was in the uh, dressing room of St. Peter's College. I think Jack and Rory were with you and it was on the eve of a a massive uh, game for St. Peter's College. So a lot has happened in the interim period, hasn't it Barry?
1: Yeah, sure has. I would have never predicted that it would be in my fourth year living in Sydney um, in 2023, that's for sure. It was a very memorable time for myself and Rory and all the lads there. I think to this day, for me, it was probably my most memorable sporting sporting year, anyway, or campaign, just the uniqueness of, you know, achieving something so so great with the, with the school team. Um, hmm. and in our last year as well, it was kind of sort of fairy tale stuff, and, um, you know, obviously it was disappointing to lose the Ireland final, but to, to get that far was something that I don't think anyone would have predicted, and, yeah, I'll always look back with really fond memories on that.
0: Yeah, the transition from Gaelic football to Australian football has been done by so many players down the year. When, down the years. When did you first become interested in Australian football, and why?
1: Uh, so it's not necessarily, or it wasn't necessarily me or the players that become interested. It's more um, the people out in Australia, I guess, the scouts and the recruiters that you know are looking to find some, some athletes that I think might be suitable to, to play their sport. So I think it was in my, um, I was studying up in UCD in Dublin, and I was just about to finish up my second year, and, um, I got approached by kind of like a, an Irish, an Irish scout, or a guy who worked for for the broader AFL. And they sort of, they're constantly, are they, they at the time they're running trials and running sort of um, training sessions for for guys that might be suitable, and that kind of snowballed from there. Led to a led to a testing a, a combine is what they call it, and a few scouts came over to watch that, and one of them was the the Sydney Swan scout um, at the time, so he. He met me at that, and he spoke to me a little bit and um, approached me after that, that testing session for a for a trial over in Sydney, which which I did in April 2019. Mm-hmm. And then, fortunately, that led to a contract in, in June of 2019. So um, I started that at the end of the year and, and did three three full years of the Swans.
0: OK, timing always has it worked out in your favour, Barry, between the pandemic and a number of other things happening in the world. You seem positive to me today, but initially when the first contract uh, ended, how did you feel?
1: Yeah, well, look, it's, you know, you can you can look at that two ways, Alan. I think the the timing was unfortunate in one sense, and that I didn't get to actually play many games at all in my first two years. So I think I think the um, over the course of two years, I was only able to play eight competitive games, and you know, usually you you play maybe up to fifty if if you're injury free. So um, very unlucky in that sense. But then I guess a lot of Irish guys who may have come over in, in the two years during the pandemic never never got to, and they. You know they never were able to pursue that dream or opportunity that they had. So I'm quite fortunate that I got over before before the pandemic hit. Um, and then to answer your question on the contract, look, it's, it's obviously quite disappointing. I, um, you can sort of see it coming in a way, uh, or you can kind of predict it, but you can never really prepare yourself for it because, yeah, you know it's it's, it's, it's not just a it's not just a job, I guess. Um, like it, it's, it's like any other football club or sports organization. that should be part of, but you be a part of back home, like you form a lot of really close friendships and yeah. um relationships with people, you know, at all levels of the of the club and then you sort of you know, that just kinda of comes to a sudden a sudden halt. So yeah. um look as much as as much as I was sort of, sort of semi prepared for it it was still quite disappointing and like I've only got, you know, good things to say about the about the club and there was no yeah. there's no hard feelings or anything. Obviously yeah. if you were if you were to come making the decision yourself you'd always you'd always back yourself and you'd always give yourself that opportunity but um, you've got to respect the decision of, of the managers of the club too because that's that's just the nature of professional sport and I think it's something that doesn't get spoken about an awful lot when guys go over how, how ruthless it is and um look that's just that's just part of it and it's part of life too I guess you just gotta, you know, try and deal with it as best you can and take the take the lessons from it.
0: Yeah, and I mean and the lesson you can take from it is you can do go two ways. You can just buckle under it and not not bounce back or they they often say what well, tests you makes you stronger.
1: I'm very open minded about my sport and future in general whether it's you know over over here in australia or back home in ireland but for this year definitely it's it's very much a you know i'm sort of focused on just first of all trying, trying to try and play well and, and break back into a to an afl uh, afl team which is it is a very tricky thing in itself it's you know the odds will be um statistically stacked against me right now but i'm definitely willing to give it a shot and right. look if it doesn't work out then i can you know, I can hold my head up and say I've, I've I've given it my 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 best crack, and that's sort of why I did it to Swans too. But I guess when you when I, when I was cut short there, um, at a stage where I felt like my potential hadn't been reached as a footballer, I, that was the main sort of thinking behind going back. It's yeah. it's it's an interesting one because you know if you were told you weren't good enough back home, you know maybe there, there might have been a different thinking thinking around it. But the fact I'm still actually developing as a footballer is is a really key key part of this this for me.
0: Let's look at the family background. I know both your mum and dad very, very well. They're both very sporty. Your mum is a fantastic tennis player. Now your dad, of course, is a legendary George O'Connor. What, what, what have they said to you? And uh, were they supportive of you heading out there in the first place? And when you got that bit of rejection, the fact that you've gone back, what sort of family support have you been getting? Yeah, I get
1: asked this one quite a bit, and the answer is always the same. They've, they've only ever been, you know, very supportive of me. Both, both mom and dad, and even you know, you know my cousins and. I'm obviously very close with Lysa Roar and Jack as well, and they've always just been really supportive of me. And um, I guess like you, you hear the word proud getting thrown around a lot too, which, which you know you you might you might brush it off, but it, it does mean a lot to me because if that support wasn't there, you might you might think twice about it. Um, yeah. And I guess particularly my mum and dad. Mum, you're 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 dead right. She's a very good tennis player, and she she's a big hockey hockey player and coach as well. So. Um, she wouldn't forgive me if I didn't mention that and uh, of course everyone knows who, who dad is he's, he's always just been a, a really good influence on me there's never been you know there's never been any expectations to go and do anything in particular or, or be anyone it's always been just you know supporting me and what I want to do and you know trying to just guide me along the, along the right path too by you know using using his wisdom that he's picked up over the years um, and look they're still very supportive of me no matter you know whether I chose to come back out here stay at home or play football or you know yeah, do anything that they're that obviously pretty support so I'm, I'm I'm quite lucky.
0: What well, would you have any message for any young players, boys or girls here in County Wexford, listening to you, Barry, who may have got a bit of rejection, but they have that talent. They may not have really developed at this stage, but the potential is there. What would you say to them?
1: Well, look, I would just say to anyone in general, and I guess it's particularly for for young sports people. You don't actually develop as a as an athlete, let alone a player, until you're you know in your early twenties and. You know, uh, we we all see it every year. There's a lot of, um, you know, on, you know, a, a lot of talent out there that you know don't reach their potential, and um, you know it's a massive shame, really, especially for for young athletes in Wexford, because you know even for, from our own perspective, our own selfish perspective as a county, we need as many as we can get. But I guess from from experiencing the rejection side of things, that's that's going to happen in all in all walks of life. Alan, I mean, it's not just in sport, and you know it's it's. Um, you know, I know we live in a world where you know a lot of things are kind of a little bit blurred at the moment and you know there's there's a lot of um i like i don't know how to put this but there's a lot of leeway around you know things like rejection and you know maybe some direct direct feedback at times but you know it is it you know it can be the the turning point for a young person if they're just floating through with their sport or job or whatever it might be so yeah. you know for me it's I wouldn't say it's a galvanizing thing but it's definitely just a bit of extra motivation to try and you know, I guess not necessarily prove anyone else wrong, but just prove myself right that I can, that I can do it. And yeah. you know, if I was to say anything to a young person that if you, if you, you know, receive some sort of, you know, rejection or, um, you know, if you're dropped off a panel at a young age as, as a, just remember you're at a very young age and there's a lot of extra, extra time left to go in your career. So, um, yeah, I guess the the, the main message is just to not give up and and if you want to do it, keep doing it.
0: Finally, you can't play Australian football forever. Uh, we want you to come back to Wexford because I think you've an awful lot to offer to Wexford. What would you like to do eventually uh, as a career? Have you any idea, Barry, when, when you when you move away from all of this?
1: In a, in a sporting sense? Or in, a, in a business, in a our sporting
0: careers. sense. What what would the ultimate plan, have you even uh, thought about it yet? Uh,
1: I, think, I think in my stage in life and, and sort of the situation that I'm in, it, it's, it's quite hard to plan beyond kind of a year-to-year basis and that's always been the case since I moved out here but um, look, you you sort of have kind of wider, broader ambitions, definitely in a sporting sense. There's sort of a kind of an inner an inner desire to maybe come back and play for Wexford in, in some capacity, whether that's that's football which I've done previously or even hurling, because you know it's um, as much as I, well, I enjoy my time out here and playing at AFL. It's not the sport that I grew up playing.
0: Southeast Radio's morning mix, chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran.